Hello and welcome to the Don't Lose Your Head podcast, a fantasy podcast that dabbles <laughs> in heresy. Would you uh, say that that's fair, Morten? It seems fair. Let's not fool our listeners anymore. <laughs> How far we've come. <laughs> well, until they release something cool for Horus Heresy, this is what we'll talk about. Yep. When, uh, so, did you see, I've seen a rumor that they were going to release a plastic box. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've heard like people say like, oh, should they? But I actually uh, saw online, someone said like, yeah, this seems like a pretty secure rumor. Yeah, yeah. I also, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then Malagurst, uh, the yeah. Twisted, was released, which yeah, was like, yeah. oh, but he had a model, didn't he? Or, well, there was sort of a, like a banner bearer for Sons of Horus from yeah, way they also, back. They also wrote that, like, this is uh, part of our ongoing series where we, we will be showing Horus Heresy stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it, fe- it feels like something is close, definitely. Um, I also saw this real... <laughs> crazy conspiracy theory video which actually seems pretty legit but um so there was a guy who went through all these uh what do you call them like yeah, production id numbers of games workshop like uh-huh. if you yeah. uh, you know anything is like oh okay you have i'm looking at some bases here and they're like nine nine three seven nine 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 oh five two and then he was like breaking out so nine nine means it's this and then 37 means it's this range and blah 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 you know like, uh, I think it was something like 01 was like um, uh, 40k, 02 was fantasy or something. They had like, you know, yeah, there was some sort of system there. And uh, from before, all the Horus Heresy kits have, had, have been in the 01, so like the 40k category. But this mm-hmm. guy had, had noticed that since like just a little bit back, like I think he said like the first model was the, the Sikaran... What was it called? Arc ugh, bombard thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Weird secret. Yeah. yeah. So suddenly they changed from zero one to three zero thirty, as in thirty k. Huh? Mm-hmm. So then he was like, oh, and, and that was like consistent. Like from that point, all the new kits. And he's also seen like he took the same kit that had been you know suddenly out of production or something, and then it came back. And he had ordered it so he could compare the same kit before and after. And they had changed this production ID code to 30. So he was like, he had this whole, you know, he could have explained this in, in five minutes, but he had like a 20-minute min- video or something where he just <laughs> went through kit after kit to prove, like, I'm not crazy. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, and then, you know, we still don't know what that means, but it's sort of like, well, okay, now they have officially split off 30K from 40K. This is now a separate thing. Uh, he, he thought it was mainly probably to keep track of sales. Like, it's an easy way of, like, okay, how is 30k doing as opposed to 40k, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you decide. Yeah, logical. Seems like yeah. they should have done that when uh, 8th yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but it was cool, nonetheless. Uh, so who knows? I mean, uh, and fun also, in, in a way, if they, you know, promote Istvan again or something. I mean, it's always fun to go back to Istvan 3. Even though it would be nice to have Siege of Terror and stuff. I don't know. But... yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they uh, come up with. Yeah, yeah I'm really, really pumped for them to release something new. It will be great to have like a new thing that everyone can, can uh, get together and play. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but until then, who knows? Uh, we're just gonna have we're... to dig to the the archives and find some old fantasy shit to play. Yeah, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. To be honest, it's gonna. 
it's going to take quite a lot for me to to get hyped, more hype for Heresy than for Fantasy at the moment. I'm really dug in like a tick. <laughs> um, but this episode is all about the monsters. We're going to have in our main segment later talk about the Monsters Arcanum book from Forgeworld. Because I got my hands on it and I want to talk about monsters. Uh, so it'll be a fun little thing where we just talk about crazy rules and crazy monsters um yep. but bef- before that it's been a while right so uh, what have you been up to bro so man i unexpectedly this has turned out to be like a the year of kislev again 2.0 <laughs> yeah um this keeps coming back so two years ago that's when i started my kislev i think it uh-huh. was three years i don't know couple of years ago and, i started my kiss lab and then i've been playing them a lot and then i started my dwarves yeah. after i finished the kiss army mm. and then uh last year i was supposed to go to a tournament so i painted up a second caliber gun for my kiss lab yeah. and i made this like a great 2000 point army that i really wanted to try out but then this tournament got cancelled yeah. and after that i just ended up playing a bunch of dwarves so then i never got to try it and then uh, uh, this spring, so with the harsh lockdown rules in England, we were allowed to see people outdoors. So I went mm-hmm. to my friend's place, and we played a Warhammer game outdoors in his backyard, <laughs> in like a party tent. <laughs> that was tent. so cool. Was it cold? Uh, no, it was pretty all right, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, not very windy, so it was good. Uh, and that was in uh, March. Yeah. Uh, so then I got to try out that list, and it was really fun. And then a couple of weeks later, we were allowed to see six people outdoors. So four of oh. us met out there and we played a game of uh, Triumph and Treachery. Oh, uh, nice. But with sixth edition. Yeah. yeah. How does that confer? Is it like rules that are obviously made for eighth edition that you had to like tweak? Or is it just like, no, this works perfectly? The only thing is uh, the magic phase. Because I think in eighth, like if you miscast, then you're magic face end or something it's some okay. something with that and and uh that is just like oh what is this rule oh that's just some something in eight so we know right. that. Okay, that's cool. literally the only thing did you have like the the cards and stuff for it yeah yeah we we had them printed out oh nice because i guess you you really need that to play it right or yeah yeah the special abilities are like the that's the thing with it it's uh so funny it's this mo- uh so it's me playing kislev and mm-hmm. I played, uh, we were playing 1,500 points. So I was playing all my Lancers, all my 40 oh, Lancers. So four units of uh, the Lancers and then my Cossars. And yep. that was it. And then uh, I had uh, Dogs of War mm-hmm. on my left. Um, and then Empire to my front. And then Nurgle Demons on my right. Oh, shit. Or like Nurgle and Slanish Alliance. Um, so all the humans are like, let's kill the demons first, and then... <laughs> well, everyone was really scared of the demons, so we kind of oh, ignored yeah. them. They, oh, okay. they ended up winning, actually. So <laughs> they attacked the Empire player pretty hard in the beginning. And then the Dogs of War player attacked the Empire and me. Uh, and I was trying to hang back. And there was a, an objective in the middle. There was sort of a lot of points mm-hmm. uh, that we had to take and run off the board with. Uh, but then, like, the the Dogs of War player was like poised to charge Empire player or me and like do a lot of damage. And then 
the emperor uh, he declared emperor player as the enemy so you could charge him and then the emperor player was like oh no i'm gonna play this card ancient allies you can't attack me and then oh. he's like okay so i'm gonna attack you uh up. and then <laughs> i traded a card with the demon players uh <laughs> that he couldn't he couldn't attack me he had to pick another target and uh i gave the demon player like a plus d3 to your movement um, for charging once so mm-hmm. I played that and then like he couldn't pick me either so he had to pick the demon player and he was out of range to do anything to the demon player so he was just standing there for that turn and then in the next turn both the emperor player and me just smashed him uh, so the, the dark war player seemed like he was winning in the beginning but then because of that turn we totally just crushed him <laughs> uh, how much the influence demon... does the, the cards have? Oh, massive. Like, okay. If you have the right card for the right situation, you can turn the game. Okay. Uh, and the demon player was just hammering the Empire player, so he got a lot of points there. And then he ended up just flying with this demon prince, I guess, into the middle, taking an objective and just flying off. Uh, and then he tried to charge me with his slanish chariot, which has like a, a charge range of 20, because oh. movement 10. Oh, and he God. was just short of attacking my lancers in the rear and then he's like oh fuck and then he stopped a bit further away and then uh like five minutes later he's like oh no i had this card plus d3 move and i was like and i gave you that card you should have charged me so it was, it was a lot of fun was kurt uh, were you thinking about that card or had you no, also no, forgotten about it yeah i forgot about it you weren't just there doing... like hmm, i hope he doesn't remember <laughs> oh. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's great fun. I uh, really recommend trying that out. Yeah, but you have to have like the mindset of like this is completely different. Like you can't. How much can you rely on strategy? Well, it's another sort of strategy, I guess. Uh, yeah. Or do you feel like cheated? Sort of like ah, oh, goddamn it! I had this perfect plan, and then you play no. this card. I mean, the, because it's so random, and yeah. you have the cards, like you don't take it very seriously. It's just okay. a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, because I, 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 yeah, I've been thinking about it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, try it. Print those cards out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you're playing indoors, so you don't have to worry about them flying away. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. And then, and then uh, it's, yeah, so you, you, you've had like a kiss level hype because of this, maybe. Yes. Yeah, and then a friend of <laughs> mine uh, tipped me off. There's a, a kiss level Mordheim warband on eBay. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was like a week till the end of the auction, and they were at two pounds. And then I <laughs> put like five pounds, just to have a a bid on it, so that it would like notify me about yeah. it. So, and then I got outbid throughout the week, and then it was like ten pounds, and then fifteen, and then at the very end, I was just waiting, <laughs> waiting for a snipe. Yeah, and it was like at twenty pounds, and then I bet. 35 and then at the very end it just went below it so i i got it for like a super good price oh damn uh yeah and like it jumped just at the end it was like 25 and then it jumped to my bit so 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 someone else was sniping or like several people were yeah yeah yeah. i i i put my bid when it was like seven seconds left and then a couple seconds after that it jumped up Oh shit! But not <laughs> high enough. You got it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so nice. Looked cool. Was like a guy with a pistol leading them or something. 
Yeah. So I got two leader guys. Uh-huh. Uh three soldier guys, like regular warriors. Mm-hmm. A bear tamer. Oh uh, yeah, and the bear. Yeah, uh the bear is a third company. Oh okay. The, and then uh a youth thing. Oh, cool. That was Yeah, so it's like all the characters you need basically. The the two leaders, the youth and the bear tamer, they're like the the heroes that you need for the warband. Yeah. And then but- uh so you actually have uh, Mordheim plants then to try it out? Yes. Or? Yeah. At first, I was just thinking like, oh, great, I can just use these as uh, scenarios and stuff, like yeah. Karen guard or something. Yeah. Uh, but then I looked into Mordheim because I mean I have <laughs> Warband might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm just super hyped for Mordheim. Yeah, it um, looks really nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I was thinking about it before, but just using like the just the characters that I have, but it's, it would be like. Two leaders and then just henchmen, so like no use, oh. no bear tamer. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be a bit boring. Hmm. Uh, but now I have all the characters, so it's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm planning on playing this with uh, uh, Joseph, the the guy I was playing at. Oh, oh yeah. Before, because he's got Empire. So we had this like campaign going uh, in fantasy where there's like a border dispute because he's uh, playing. Uh, Tala Beckland, which is oh. bordering Kislev oh, nice. to, to the east. So there's like always border disputes there. Yeah. Uh, because uh, before Kislev was settled by the Gospodors, mm-hmm. the, the ones that came over the mountain, uh, Talabek had like taken that area. But after mm-hmm. the, the Black Plague of 1111, they had just like left those settlements. But oh. they still like claim the land there ah okay and then yeah. someone just came like oh no one is living here yeah yeah so the gospelers came over the mountains like 1400 something so hundreds of years after that it was just empty and they colonized it uh and also there's a lot of like uh Kislevites living in the empire there so there's like a bit of a crimea situation where oh, Kislev could just like annex yeah, some places to protect their population. Uh, so yeah, so uh, we we play this like uh, that because of launched a coup, but it kind of mm-hmm. failed, it fizzled out, and then now we're gonna do like just skirmish battles in Mordheim, uh, where oh, cool. they're just like hired in some gangs city there that are just uh, no. So we're we're gonna do uh, uh, Empire in Flames, which is uh, an expansion where you can play like on the countryside. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's uh, tons of rules there. Uh, so less uh, less city things, more like with the you know, forests and stuff like that. I mean, to interact with terrain and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they're like uh, forests, swamps, and towns. It's like the main thing. Okay. Uh, so uh, there are some different scenarios. Like in the forest, there can be monsters in the forest, including werewolves. Oh. That you have to yeah. watch out for. Oh, God. Uh, and when there are like towns, there can be like uh, like you have intact buildings, yeah. and like uh, there can be people inside of the buildings, so that when oh. you enter them, like they'll start hitting you to try get you out of their their house. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or they can there can be like angry mobs that are just going out to to attack anyone getting close to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there's a, a lot of fun scenarios in there. <laughs> Uh, and I've built a building before, like a wooden building. 
and then oh. I built two more. I had one uh, where I just painted the outside. So now I finished it today, actually. Uh, and nice. then I have a third building that I need to finish. Yeah. And I also built uh, wagons, caravan wagons. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen this crazy <laughs> caravan meta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's also scenarios where you have to defend uh, a wagon. Uh, so your guys will be riding. And there's like super complicated oh. rules for riding in uh, Empire of Times. Uh, so you can you can buy a horse and then you have to have like skill riding a horse. And there's horses, riding horses and war horses. And they're different. Uh, uh-huh. Like you can't use a riding horse in close combat. And, uh, because it, and, it's not trained, it will run away sort of thing? or Yeah. And then like there's a tons of, like if you get hit when you're on a horse, you have to take like a test or you can fall off or the horse can run away and uh, like you have to have a skill and you can like use a skill where you can start like three inches away from horse and then jump up from behind it and start galloping <laughs> and there's like a skill where you can just jump off a running horse into combat and stuff this like super but uh, is it so music. are the like distances bigger on this like do you play on a bigger board than Mordheim or is it just it's less crowded sort of with terrain so you have more like, I might as well ride my horse across half the table, then jump off, fight, then get on my horse and ride. Or why would you need sort of horses? Sort of... Yeah, so in the, the caravan mission in particular, mm-hmm. you, ha- you have to have horses I think, oh, okay. to escort it. And yeah. then uh, uh, depends on the scenario, I guess. Like if, if there's like a dense wooden board, then maybe you won't bring your horses. Maybe yeah. you should. And, other cases, I, I'm not sure. But I think it's it just will be, cool. It, like, w- will you try to have horses for all of your Kislevites just because of like fluff reasons? Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's uh, probably not like viable, but <laughs> I don't know. It could be cool. Yeah, we'll see. They're they're pretty expensive as well, and you have to have like uh, a skill of riding to use them effectively. So, I feel like Kislevites should have that almost. By that seems like <laughs> a, an end goal. Yeah, definitely the 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 Cossacks. Yeah, uh, you know, or the the Ungols. Uh, they should have it to start with. Yeah. Yeah. So I built uh, two war wagons for my lights that can be used for for this and for scenarios in war regular fantasy. Yeah, they're awesome. So one is more like a a, a fighting wagon, I guess. Yeah, I built two of those fighting wagons. Oh, really? Oh, they were so alike, probably. I didn't notice or realize they were different. Yeah. So I wanted three because. Uh, I don't know. It's a good good number. <laughs> yeah. number. Uh, Otherwise, it's not really a caravan, right? Like two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just a pair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I built this one like gypsy wagon. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> pretty happy with. <laughs> it's, it's definitely like the epitome of a gypsy wagon. It looks great, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun to build these. And the houses I used to build out of uh, coffee stirrers. Oh, nice. So it feels like uh, being back in like second grade or something yes yeah. uh, building building little models with uh, wooden sticks how do you do windows the the windows and the the gypsy wagon no i was thinking on houses because that's always like a oh, ah. how to yeah it's a bit of a bit of a sass in it yeah and i just put like squares yeah. i think i put on yeah i put like I built it up a bit, so I like made a frame and then put uh, vertical planks behind it. Mm-hmm. 
and then I had to put like another layer so that they won't stick out kind of. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. That sounds it's, it's really annoying. Yeah. They're, they're all closed, the the windows. Oh, like they're boarded up sort of. Yeah. Like both. Oh, okay. oh that's not smart, smart, smart. Uh the the gypsy one, you know, I put like uh curtains on an open window. So you just oh, yeah. put like uh uh tissue paper, just dipped it oh. in uh, water and wood glue. Okay. And just uh hung it there. Cool. And and painted it also? Or was it like white? Yeah. I can't remember. No, they're they're red. Yeah. Huh, smart. Gotta be colorful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red and green looks really good. Nice. Well, that's that's a fun Kislev hype sort of you're having all over the board then? Yeah. Yeah, I've been just doing things like crazy. I started painting the warband today. Didn't get that far, but I put some basic colors on. Yeah, yeah. It's nice with them. Yeah, well, I would like to hear some about Mordheim. I've been thinking about it. I also have these ideas of big, building a great board to have at home. Yeah. But, uh, hmm, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that good at finishing projects that, that I think, big. I think Mordheim is like, you, you just need, uh, like the, this, you need a situation for it to happen, basically. You need someone to play with. Yeah. And like, regularly, I guess. Start also. going and like a cool idea and then it just once you get that done it's just a matter of getting with like 10 or 12 models done yeah and yeah and that's what, what what seems so nice because then you'll just get infinite warbands instead but you can paint up all kind i mean conversions and different paint schemes and so, such yeah you don't have to be like oh i have to paint another army of 100 infantry <laughs> models oh god yeah so do you have a a warband war that you you fancy think it's cool uh, i would like to try skaven i think yeah uh, i've even ordered some <laughs> yeah. i i might i might have ordered some out of production things from um, uh, black market miniatures oh nice uh and then as i was going to order things for chaos um for my chaos army but uh, then i also saw that they had like this uh some I don't know. Some might have been from Necromunda, or no, no, no from Mordheim to start with. But there were like one uh, Skaven assassin with like the claws, like All dual right. claws, and then there was like I took one of the cool uh, sorcerers sort of thing. So oh, I, nice. I just put them. So I have like an idea of what I want to do. <laughs> so I'm just yeah, that's cool. Because some of the new is it called um, War Cry? Maybe like the Rat Gang yeah, for that is really War cool. War Cry and Underworlds. Oh, maybe it was Underworlds then. Yeah, Warcry is mostly Chaos, right? But um, Underworlds, I think they have a really cool Skaven Warband, and they're so dynamic. They would just be perfect for more time, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, Skaven is like the, the, the race that they've changed the least, except for Lizardmen, I guess. Oh, I mean, oh, you mean into Age of Sigmar, sort of? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. Yeah, so they, uh, mm -hmm. maybe one day, we, I don't know. Did I talk about my idea of having like a, I wanted to have a game board that was like, uh, f you know, four by four. No, not four by four. Maybe just uh, what is it like two by two then? Mm -hmm. uh, so quite small, right? Uh, but then I would have two of them. So I would have one that is like above ground and one that is like in the sewers. <laughs> and you could have separate uh, specific points where you could go in between. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then you could sort of build upwards instead. Sort of have a a very small table 
but you could have quite high buildings maybe oh. and you know walkways would you, would you place them on top of each other or would you have them next to each other no next to each other i think okay. Okay. yeah uh just for convenience but uh i think that would be cool and then just having these little like this when you build it you could have like this is the skaven area sort of and you have it skaven like and i want to see you build another modular uh like cm board that you've been building but fancy <laughs> yes yes because the sun mortalis board never finished uh but maybe this project could finish i don't know <laughs> i also wanted to have like a rift in the middle of it so so it's like close to the you know um close to this crater of the meteor in more time yeah. and, and there would be like one big crack sort of that's you know that would divide this board in two we have like this this crazy gap that you can fall yeah. down into or yeah, something yeah i i didn't even like consider playing more than in more time when i was thinking of it uh oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's like none of us have any ruins and that, that will just be like a a whole project of itself yeah yeah i know but it could look so cool and i've seen oh i don't know yeah i mean you have people that you can play with so yeah 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 you could do it we'll, we'll see we'll see but at the moment the the fantasy hype is is big uh but uh sort of tying into yours uh i just finished reading uh, riders of the dead by dan Abbott. oh great so now i'm also hard for kislev and uh kurgans <laughs> yeah no you mean char the Eye of Char. Yeah, such what a could this book. be? Yeah, it, and, it was uh, really good. And it's like so much more uh, focusing on chaos than you thought it would be, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and then also like in my mind before it was like, well, an empire soldier would never turn to chaos, sort of. But then it's a nice way of just how subtle change can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, really good but, book. Yeah. So I, I really liked it. Um, I was sort of, after that, I was hyped for like, oh shit, I should just get tons of Marauder Horsemen for my <laughs> Chaos Army and just have, you know, because uh, Kislev seems so fun to play with and just have all the fast cab running around harassing. But then I was a bit bitter because in this book, you know, uh, the Kurgans uh, are just as good horse archers as the Kislevites. I'm feeling like, mm, I would very much like a unit with Ballistic Skill 4 uh, and bows almost uh, almost like I would use that uh, Kislev unit and just say that no I'll just use that entry and say that it's still chaos guys but uh, because of this book <laughs> that might not be legit as a Kislev player I'm, I feel I feel like you might object to that but uh... <laughs> yeah it's just uh, it's just like a a, a game uh, not not balanced but like vision of the game that chaos should be like an attacking force I think. So yeah, that's true. Don't want to give them doing units. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I guess like you could play them with javelins and uh, uh, throwing axes. I think they can take. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just short like range bows. Yeah, they have yeah. Those composite bows. Exactly. Um, I mean, <laughs> six-inch throwing axes. <laughs> oh, so so I mean, I don't know if they have a specific rule, but do you then have to be within three inches to not have a minus for long range with that? No, I don't think they throwing weapons don't have long range. Oh, okay. Uh, th- yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but I mean, with fast cab, I guess you could just stand right in the flank of a unit, and they can't do anything. They can't charge you, and you can just throw axes. At them. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what where, where it ends up. Speaking uh, of the uh, units with rules, though, I didn't mention that, that those war wagons mm-hmm. they have rules in the 
Warhammer Armies project to sub list. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so they they are a unit in Warmaster War Wagons. Oh yeah, yeah. You showed me the 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 models from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got the like how to build them from. Yeah. Um, so how how do they are they like chariots or how do, are they treated like? Yes, they are chariots with like a two plus save or something, uh-huh. and they have six crew members, and you can arm them with bows, crossbows, or handguns, flays, grave weapons, and halberds. I think. Oh, nice! How, can all of them shoot out yes. of it? Yeah. Oh, damn! That's a cool. Uh, how how quick is it though? I guess it's slower than the rest of the army, but so move, it's drawn by horses, six. so it can yeah. move eight. Okay, and then you can take away the horses, and it becomes uh, uh, immobile, and I think it becomes unbreakable then as well. Oh, cool! So you could you could actually like put them in a circle and have this caravan protection. <laughs> yeah, it's park them somewhere, oh, be in the way, and just fire handguns. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. Damn. If I would use them, I don't think I like. I don't have any horses to pull them. Really, I just have my my riding guys. Uh, that I would use in scenarios and stuff. So I would just start an immobile and just shoot away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. That would be cool to try. Mm-hmm. Nice. So how is your uh, Chaos Army going, by the way? You... It's going good. At the moment, I'm painting up uh, some uh, uh, Rot Knights from the Tomercon book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can also shout out to my Instagram. Instagram buddies. So it's the for the don't lose your head. So it's D L Y H pod on Instagram. Flip very, on. Yeah, very easy to find, right? <laughs> so it's supposed to be like an like a yeah the Instagram of this pod, but it's only me. <laughs> you have a you can shout out your own Instagram. Uh, Clan, well, I, Clan yeah, Arcus. Right? I I post my third K stuff on Clan Arcus. It's not mm-hmm. been that much lately. But then I post my fantasy stuff on uh, my my other fantasy podcast, The Old World Lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's good. That's a good. Uh, yeah, I saw your uh, wagons on there also. Uh, no, and and then so I thought uh, uh, I would join because the old world lives had this monthly challenge again, and I think it was special this time. So Probably. I va- I vowed to <laughs> do these uh, rot knights. So I'm making three of them. So they're ba- basically like a, a monstrous cav, but for Nurgle, but not really as good as juggernauts, I guess, but hard to kill. Are uh, they the the guys flying on or like sitting on those uh, massive flies? And uh, no, no, because that oh, well, yeah, I um, I got that kit, uh, but those are like an Age of Sigmar unit that came later, so they don't have any Eighth Edition rules. But in Tamarcon, they have rules for that you can upgrade Chaos Knights to become uh, Rot Knights. Oh, okay. And then they become monstrous cavalry, and they never really released models for it, but. You know, in Tamarcan, they have this this special guy called Kazul, the Befouled or something. It's like uh, a lieutenant oh, yeah, yeah, of Tamarcan. Yeah, that guy, yeah. Uh, and he's riding a rot beast. Okay. So that's like a super scary horse thing with teeth, or I don't know. But uh, so I. I, I, I <laughs> oh, <laughs> a horse with teeth? Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, okay, well, sharp teeth. I don't know. <laughs> that's so stupid. Sorry. Uh, uh, where I come from, they don't have teeth. Um, but uh, so I, I, yeah, I thought about a lot about what what to make them off, and then I realized that I had this uh, chaos chariot, and you get the gore beast option, but you don't use the gore beast. And I yes. think it's a shame that they don't have rules for gore beasts. I I would say that 
they should have just been like, oh, you can also bring just this gore beast for 50 points. It's a, you know, beast that runs on its own. I think that's a that's a missed opportunity at Games Workshop. <laughs> um, but I had one spare, and I bought two more from a bits kit, and now I have three of them, so I'm making a unit. And then I got, uh, to ride on them, I got these new Nurgle fat dudes riding flies, basically. <laughs> nice. So what are you using the, the flies for? Uh, I guess I will use the mass flies. <laughs> it's a problem. I want to. You, I will probably use them as the the Nurgle demon version thing, because they they have the unit right with the plague oh, yeah. drones. I think they're called. Oh, nice. Uh, so I will just put some plague bearers on top instead. Uh, the problem there is that you need three of them, right? And you get two in this box. So you could either get some plague drones, which I have a bid on right now. Wait, did I win that? Maybe that's what I got a ma- mail here. <gasps> let's check live if i got because i was did you, bidding on did you bid you won you won i won oh, the nice. bid so i and i now have five <laughs> plague drones then i guess wow this is uh awesome live entertainment yeah that's a good oh okay that's a good um, unit. the big question is though will you have plague toads yes of course oh, awesome. have to get them but i don't know i haven't ordered them yet i think uh forge world still sells them so i will bu- try to buy them from there um, but uh, I have so much stuff at the moment. But uh, so we decided in our local group. Um, well, I well, ban you for using too many end time units. Not yet. Uh, I'm not. I'm not using an end times unit yet. I will only use the um, what they call blight kings. Those fat dudes on on the ground. Fat infantry. <laughs> fat dudes. dudes on legs. Yes, <laughs> with teeth. <laughs> Uh, I think that's the only unit. Maybe the Glotkin later. We'll see. That's a cool model also. Um, yes, so in our in my local gaming group, which is also my workplace, uh, we decided to have this 500-point uh, uh, slow-grow starting-off uh, game. So a lot of people were going to play new armies, but not that many people managed to finish what they had. Partly because they hadn't gotten their orders and stuff from Games Workshop, but it was wait. Are, are you like all of you starting new armies? Or? Well, the the idea was so so far like from before we had we have been playing like so I played Dogs of War and Dan yeah. has been playing Dark Elves and Oscar has been playing Wood Elves, but he's been painting very slowly, <laughs> so we need to get him. So it's hyped. like ev- everyone else started new armies and then he is doing the same army. Yes, that was the idea. Manfred was doing Chaos Dwarfs, right? Um, yeah. But then, New Year, New Army. So I wanted to start Chaos. Danny wanted to start Undead, or Vampire Counts. Uh, Manfred wants to start Bretonia. Leon wants to join with High Elves. And then this new guy, Dara, wants to join with uh, Empire. Oh, nice. So that was like a lot of, a lot of new stuff. But, uh, uh, yeah. First of all, you should just like water that widow's player just pour some water on him and tell him grow plant grow <laughs> yeah but his standards are just too high like he's it's been taking forever for, for him to paint the unit i mean like that, just do just paint some dryads man just dry brush some dryads and feel like you get some progress because he's getting that, crazy that is not a, like a, a valid thing because i seen your shit now up close in those uh, instagram pictures you yeah. pictured and i'm like shit these are really good I oh, thanks. Keep, keep forgetting. You're, you're an amazing painter. Oh, but thanks. But, really nice to see. But they are pretty, I, they are pretty basic. It's like, a, it's like a base coat, a wash, and a highlight, just as you taught me. So that <laughs> I get shit done. 
uh, I feel like, and it looks good enough, I would say. It's not yeah. Golden Demon good, but it's like definitely, it looks good on the tabletop. I, so, I really like your uh, your freehanded banners and oh uh, thanks so that like the the textile uh, Lee Paul Slapper company that, oh. that banner is awesome yeah thank you that's just things that really stand out yeah I, I had a problem since I had like the mercenary or the dogs of war from Perry Miniatures I didn't really have that many banners because I guess they just take paper you know and uh, yeah. uh, and um, then I just thought oh I could put shields on on spears or pikes or sticks, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so I was basically inspired from the Total War Warhammer games where they have this little shield symbol for each unit, you know. Yeah. It's sort of like, oh, but this is a pike unit, so you have a pike there. <laughs> and I did sort of that thing. Not, not to slag off your Empress children, but they are older. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the freehand there is not as good. <laughs> and uh, like your Ultramanes, they look awesome as well, but they're the like doing the the process of uh, MK is is different. That's yeah. They're more I don't know less soul, a, less soul in them in a way. Yeah, more of a like a industrial process of making things look awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're 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 technically more advanced maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm I but, that but, I really like fantasy in that sense. Yeah, but, like your fantasy stuff. Like that's that's, that's true true artistry. It's just brush strokes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. No, it's been really fun. That's oh. also the, the fun thing about fantasy, I think. Yeah. Just uh, painting. Keep it quite basic in a way. It's basic yeah. techniques. Yeah, just painting like, uh, you know, boots, uh-huh. boots and bootstraps and uh, just the uh, coats <laughs> on a hundred, and shit. Just... On a hundred guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, oh. But, but I, the second I, thing I want, I want to say, like, first, huh? what are the uh, Wood of Fire? Second thing, uh, Manfred and his Bretonia, like holy shit, he got the best deal in the, in the the world. Those Bretonias that he found. Yeah, do yeah, the, yeah. I hope the I hope the the seller doesn't listen to this. I, I probably not, not. But the funny thing, like a friend of mine later all, here in England also found like a super good Bretonia deal. Yeah. I think it's just like people that want to build and paint knights and don't really know what warmer is. Maybe ah, it could be yeah. Just, and then just they... buy a load of them. Just keep them in storage forever. Yeah. And then uh, you sell them on for dirt cheap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Basically, the story is that, yeah, he just asked on Facebook or something like, does anyone have this? And someone was like, oh, yeah, I have some Bretonia. Uh, you can take a look. And then he was like, oh, he's going to ask for like 3000 you know, a lot of money for all of this. And then he was like, no, you can have it for very cheap. And then, oh, hmm. So, I mean, if that person had looked into eBay and stuff, uh, <laughs> the seller would have known that, that they're worth a bit more, maybe. But, uh. Uh, but okay, but so this new new year thing. So we, we had a first game. We had a 500 points game uh, where we, I was thinking if we should play Triumph and Treachery because we ended up being five guys playing. But then I thought, oh, it's too much rules. We have new players. We'll just play, you know. So we play the Battle Royale, which is just like everyone against everyone with the, the normal rules in 8th edition. Um, yep. So that was nice. So I managed to get 500 points of uh, Chaos. Uh, we had Leon, who didn't finish his High Elves. He's, he also has two high, high standards, but he took Skaven instead that he had from before. And they look great. Um, 
like crazy doom wheel and stuff scary um manfred he ended up going with his bretonias like he had one lance formation with like a paladin <laughs> and a damsel and, and he built it you know the old school sixth edition version of a lance they were they were lance that's, that's, yeah it's, uh, a, it's a pain in the ass to calculate who's hitting who but it just looks awesome so it's like just a, a point of fact uh <laughs> so the new book was released in sixth edition so they have the the newer lance formation in sixth at the end oh, of it, at least. oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so, so it's like the a fifth edition list. Yeah, so the, like the, the they're like they had a a list in sixth edition before they had an army book that they could use oh. before they got the army book. Oh, okay. And in, so... in, in that one, they have the old lands, but yeah, it's a, like a fifth edition thing. Ah, fourth okay. in. Oh, okay, sorry. Good, good, good that you pointed really it cool. out. Yeah. And then uh, Dara had his empire looked really cool. He had like uh, Karaburg, so. Like a lot of red in there, and Danny didn't ma- manage to get his uh, two like well vampire counts yet at that point. But he had uh, some new. He made his he made his own uh, cauldron of blood from the old cauldron of blood, uh, because he, he basically has mostly sixth edition models for his star kills. Uh, and I was like, well, if you want to use the cauldron of blood in eighth edition, you know, it's like mobile, so. How, how will you use the chariot rules if you have this thing standing around? And he was like, mur, 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 mur. I'll show you. So he just took this like cold one chariot and converted it. It's amazing. Oh, uh, it looks, looks awesome. Um, and I think the pictures of, of that is on my Instagram as well. Uh, but it was fun. You know, really chaotic. Five people, everyone against everyone. Uh, but just, just fun to, to play sort of thing. And we have set a game played for, uh, well, we have a date for uh, a thousand points next. So I need to finish these uh, Plague Knights, three of them, and then I need to finish some uh, Chaos Warriors. Because I finally got my order from, from goddamn Brexit. Uh, <laughs> it's been stuck in Brexit. Nice. I, <laughs> but, I yeah. got my hands on like the last, uh, so they opened up the stores yesterday, so, uh, oh. two days ago. So I, I got like a, a Chaos Black spray. <gasps> And uh, I was saying, like, w- what's going on with these? My-, my friends in Sweden haven't seen, like, a Chaos Black in months. <laughs> and-, and they say that there's, there's even shortages in England. What? Right. Okay. I don't know what's going on with it. Was it on the Suez Canal sort of thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. If they, maybe they make it abroad. Maybe they make it in France. Maybe yeah. Ship it to England and then ship it out again. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. that's good. Yeah, because it's been, like... A rare resource here. We've been like, who has scales black? I have new models. I need to prime them. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, yeah. We got. I got some set, army painter. With, yeah, you just need to settle with the army painter and just get frost on all your models. <laughs> no, but I tried it. I, I was. It was just as good. I would say the one I used at least. So, uh, but I think that's all. All my hobby and pro- progress and stuff. So, oh, that was really unorganized rambling but uh, i hope the message got through <laughs> we yeah, should also sh- shout out your other podcast which i uh, was on as a guest yes that episode should be out shortly yeah uh so- where we talked the uh, darks of war oh yeah that was cool it was fun yeah it's a lot of fun um yeah uh, i i had to wait until you had gotten the the proper experience to, t- to talk about him, I guess. Yes. Before yeah, we yeah, yeah. an episode about it. And at least I had some experience now. So that was fun. Uh, got, uh, you know, but even reading through it with, uh, with you guys, it was like, oh, shit. 
units that I have had dismissed before. It's like Bearman of, of Urso. Hmm. <laughs> That would be kind of cool to make. <laughs> because, uh, you know, maybe I could make them and have them as dogs of war in my Chaos Army or something. They could fit yeah. there more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, but, well, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, dogs of war, mm-hmm. how is it going with your Birdman? <laughs> I'm sorry, the connection is getting a bit bad. Um, I think we should take a short musical break. And when we come <laughs> back, let's talk about monsters instead. Let's do that. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, we didn't set that up. Uh, so uh, now we're going to talk about monsters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I got this great book from Fortress World, Monsters Arcanum. 
Uh, yeah. And I thought, I'll, we'll just go through it. Like, uh, you know, talk about some monsters. Some maybe I'll just mention a bit briefly because maybe it feels like they could be mentioned more with, for example, Chaos Dwarves and stuff. And uh, some we might some have might have too many rules and stuff, but you know, let's uh, let's talk about some monsters um, from the the glory days of Forge World when they had was it called Warhammer Forge? Yes, exactly. Uh, and they had a different logo in the website. You could go in and oh. check out all the cool fantasy stuff. And I and wonder, like, you know, yeah. and yeah. they were like, "Oh, this is the second book of a uh, uh, lots of books that we're making. We're gonna make yeah. a pass and shit, and like the world blew up and it, it all disappeared." Oh. Imagine all the things they had in, in mind, sort of. Oh. So, so I just want to say about the Monsters Arcanum mm-hmm. is that like it's a really cool book, and uh, it's like a classic role playing book where you have like a book for all the monsters that you can use put against your your group. Yeah, uh, and there used to be a book I think in fifth fourth or fifth edition, oh. uh, like a bestiary book. Yeah, they, because in 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 Hero Hammer, you could like put your guy on any mount, basically. Oh, you, you had cool. like all the stats and shit in that book that you could use. So it's yeah. kind of similar to that. Yeah. Similar to the the Dungeons and Dragons, bestiary book as well. Just yeah. all the the monsters that you can use. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I mean, uh, I won't go into too much detail of like how to to feel these because i mean this is connected to the storm of magic which you was... don't know <laughs> no, exactly. no, that's like <laughs> a, a expansion for eighth edition right yeah uh, where you can do crazy stuff with magic but i guess they also introduced that you could just summon sort of uh, all kinds of monsters and that yeah. this is like an expansion to that like here's more cool monsters that fortune made that you can also bring in so the idea uh, is there that are you... monsters in there as well like that it's like a list like in this book in oh, Storm yeah, yeah. of Magic, so there are oh, monsters yeah. there. Because we were looking for a specific one, and we were like, oh, that's in Storm of, Ca- Storm of Magic book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a bit weird. So I'm not really sure. I mean, the idea is that you have these scrolls of binding, and in this book they have a really cool introduction where they have like a, a little thing from Tilea, of all places, where they talk about, you know, a great battle and these, uh, these scrolls that were apparently made by Kadan, who is like the best wizard of the beast lore. You remember there is, in 8th edition at least, a, a spell called uh, Transformation of Kadan, where you transform your beast wizard into like a manticore or something crazy. Mm. Uh, so he's apparently like, this was the best uh, wizard in this lore. And he made these scrolls that allow you to bind really powerful monsters to your force. But exactly how that works, you know, like there is like an allies matrix in here, you know, I don't know. But there's points for them here. I, then I don't really know exactly how you feel them in your army but uh, i mean there's definitely some cool flavor here that you could add to some you know existing force uh, which we can talk about maybe when we for some of the monsters like oh this would fit perfectly into this army you know yeah although i guess the idea is that anyone could take anything but i mean it's nice to have some sort of idea or and a feel or thought behind it right yeah. um, oh before i forget it uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 sort of mind joseph is uh, hosting a six session uh tournament later this year called oh. monster mayhem where oh. you have to include like a large target creature oh nice kind of ties into this is like like that just yeah like, definitely everyone needs to bring a monster but that's using like the the usual rules so not being able to to take any 
Any any crazy creatures that are we gonna tell you about right now? Oh, okay. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Maybe you can you could bring them and play them as a giant or something. But <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but they're twice the size. Um. So uh, you know, I thought also that we might need some expertise on this. So I uh, I went around in the old world and I found this guy uh, who wo- actually works at the Imperial Zoo. You know, in Altdorf. It's uh, really good. Uh, his name is uh, Stieglitz von Irvin. Uh, let's see. Stieglitz, uh, do you have anything to say about some of these beasts here? Like, for example, we're going to talk about shard, like shard dragons and stuff. What do you say about that? Coast, bearded dragon. You can see why they're called a bearded dragon. Uh-huh. Got bearded dragons. Okay. And when he gets cantankerous or cranky, or you've got a big mouth too. A big mouth, yeah, yeah. Lots of teeth. And shows this beard. And Watch out there, Stieglitz. I think it's going to bite you. Me or I'm going to bite you. What? Oh, fuck. Uh, sorry. Uh, Stieglitz, it's not... Uh, we'll, we'll talk to him later again. Uh, <laughs> let's get into this. Um, first monster in this great book. We have the incarnate elemental of fire. Uh, I remember this model. Oh, they, they had a model for this one? Yeah. Okay, because I remember for... Uh, like the incarnate elementus of beast, which is really, really awesome. So I guess the idea here is like you have the, the lores of magic and then some of them, they have the, these like, it's just like an elemental of this lore. Like, oh my, my God, it's really cool. So you, but then I don't think they made one for each lore, right? There's only fire, beast and death in here. Okay. Which is kind yeah. of a shame. Like it would be cool if they had, you know, what could shadow look like and what could light look like? I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh. yeah, I don't, I don't remember yeah. the sh- the death one, but I do remember the fire one. Uh, yeah, the death one I don't think had a model. Uh, in here, it's depicted as like a uh, like two looks like a two headed dragon or two headed snake with uh, horns or something, hmm. and then it's wearing like an hourglass, which is like the lore of death. But well, okay, let's start with the the hot one, the incarnate elemental of fire. Uh, so you know. Stat-wise, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, uh, sort these into different categories. This is like a medium monster. Medium monster is like strength, toughness, wounds, five. Uh, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You have bigger stuff, you have smaller stuff. Uh, and then all of these monsters have tons of rules. So we'll talk about some that stick out, I guess, in this case. Because, you know, most of them have large targets. Which is weird, but l- because large target doesn't really do anything in 8th edition, I guess. Uh, you get plus one to hit him. No, you don't. Do, you don't in eighth edition. You don't. Which is really weird. No, it's really weird. It's not in the modifier. Uh, it, it was all uh, up to this point. So it's like, why is this still in here? Is it in here for a sixth edition players or or something? Or weird. Yeah, I don't, that's a big deal in six. Like you get to fire two ranks yeah. at him as well. Oh yeah, I mean it makes sense. I would say so. I don't know why they removed it really. Uh, might have stuff, uh, things to do with um, because some of these models are so big that they have like the largest of monsters, and that means that they can like they can thunder stomp any other thing that's not the largest of monsters. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the thing, like you can't thunder stomp a large target, I guess. Yeah, that might be a thing. So maybe that's why it's in here. But no, yeah. And all the killing blow doesn't affect large targets, I think. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. Not sure. Uh, but this fire elemental. It's unbreakable and unstable. It's a bit like undead in that way, that I guess it's, it crumbles, sort of. Um, 
it's got the incarnate elemental. That means that it's sort of it's basically immune to the fire lore. Each elemental is immune to its own lore, um, basically. Um, it's of course got flaming attacks, and uh, its close combat attacks have multiple wounds. D D three. Okay. Oh, it's pretty cool. Ashes to ashes, though. Oh, what is this? Non-magical attacks suffer minus one to hit the, the elemental of fire. And it has a 2 plus ward save against flaming attacks. Uh, so, yeah, you can't really kill fire with fire, I guess, in this sense. Uh, gift of fire. Uh, th this is a cool rule. The very presence of the elemental fire can be enough to set off powder and shot and kindle flame in wooden tinder. At the start of the magic phase, roll a d6 for any war machine or building within 12 inches of the incarnate elemental of fire. On a 6, it suffers d3 wounds with no armor save. If the war machine uses the black powder misfire chart and is destroyed by this attack, all other models within d6 inches suffer a strength 3 hit. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's just so cool. I mean, it's just like moving across and like, oh, fuck, 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 you see this uh, Empire Great Cannon is like, oh, uh, <laughs> everything is burning. Uh, but kaboom. Nice. It also has two bound spells that it can it can cast uh, Cascading Fire Cloak and Piercing Bolts of Burning. That's two spells from the lore of fire. Well, pretty cool monster, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is sold anymore, though. But you say, yeah, you remember the model for it. Yeah. They yeah. must have it, had it. It just reminds me of the, the, the Chaos Dwarf, Kadon, Kadon, Fire Destroyer, yes. or whatever it's called. Yeah, we'll we'll come to that later, and I agree because a lot of the rules are the same. A lot of these, like, well, you can't really hurt it, or well, it's hard to hurt it, and you can't hurt it with fire, or it has a good ward save against fire and stuff. So they're very similar in some sense. Um, but yeah, I guess this is, this is more for everyone that's into fire. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess these ones you could argue fit with any army in a way. They're just yeah. an elemental, so if you can take. Yeah, if you have an army, I mean, it would look great also with the Chaos Dwarfs, but they have other stuff that they can't take. So, well, mm -hmm. especially um, if you have a like a fire wizard, if it well with. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Like it summoned this elemental. Yeah, um, yeah I would like that. Uh, I, I should say it's two hundred seventy-five points. That's a kind of good. I won't go through all the stat lines because that's like hard to take in. But uh, points give you an idea of how good they are, I think. And also, like, so in in eighth edition, at least, you you have like, well, that's true. Wait, Wh which 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 points allowance do they go into? Are they counted as rare, or are they like a separate thing? Because you have like these percentage things. I just assumed yeah. like these monsters are rare, and I thought like, oh, if it's twenty five percent, you know, two hundred seventy five points, you need to have this big of an army to field them, sort of. Yeah, I'm not sure. You can't feel them in a thousand point army. But yeah, look into the. Yeah, Storm, Storm, Storm magic. of Magic. Yeah, go into Storm Magic. We're just talking about cool stuff here, okay? <laughs> Let's take the, the cuss in here. We'll take Elemental of Beasts next. This is one of the coolest models they have, though, I think. Yeah. It's like a skull, uh, a skull face with great antlers, and it's like huge muscular body. Oh, mm, wow. Weirdly sexual. Yes. <laughs> Beasts. Oh, he's a beast in bed. Um, this one is a bit stronger than the, the previous, than the fire one. It's got like strength 7, toughness 6, and 5 wounds. Um, 
it's yeah, more of a brawler than a magical. Yeah, it, this one doesn't have any any bound spells that he can use, and it doesn't light things on fire. It does have the unstable, so I guess that's like an elemental thing. That elementals sort of like undead things and demons. You know, they're not really of this world. Maybe they're bound to magic, so they they can yeah, they can fall apart. Uh, it's got uh, impact hits D three, so when it charges into combat, and then it's got this rule howl of the great beast. Uh, it can unleash a piercing howl in the shooting phase that freezes the blood, blood and feels fills those who hear it with mortal fear. All enemy units within twelve inches must must take a panic test. Um, if the unit has the cavalry or beast, the panic test is taking at minus two leadership. Nice. Well, that's cool. Scare, yeah. scare poor horses away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. One of my favorite models in this book. Then I'm going to jump a bit because, uh, for some weird reason, you know, the elemental of death is on page 42. I don't know what they follow. It's definitely not alphabetical order. Is it in the order that they, you know, made the model? Made the. I don't know. Uh, what do you think the, the elemental of beasts would fit in? Would all beastmen? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They are the most beast-like, I would say. I've seen this guy who's made this awesome wood elf army. Uh, don't know what it's called, but you know, uh, it's like wood elves, but they're really dark. All skulls and swampy and uh, antlers and disturbing things. He's used all kinds of uh, conversions. And I know that he's using this model as like a, a tree man. Which okay. is so so disturbing and so scary. Yeah. I think he, he has his wild riders are on the death corpse of Cree horses, for example, oh, wow. to give you an idea of just how sinister his army looks like. Oh, really, really cool. Um, the third elemental is the death one. Uh, this is also like, a, I would say, a medium monster, medium to large, uh, strength six, toughness six. So like, not bad, right? Like a dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's got the hover rule, actually. Mm. That's a bit weird. Uh, well, he's and, death. It's like a massive yeah. uh, Grim Reaper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's got consume life. If the elemental destroys a unit or monster in close combat, this includes running down or destroying a fleeing, fleeing unit, it uh, regenerates D3 wounds. That's kind of nice, right? Uh, and it's also got an Amethyst fog that just surrounds it. Uh, when it's the elemental's turn to strike, every model in base contact suffers a wound on 4 plus with no armor save. That's cool. It's like instead of attacking normally. So, okay, uh, it, it doesn't have a normal attack. It just, everyone around it's just like, oh god, this smells like shit. <laughs> smells like death. And then it's carrying a lovely little necklace with an hourglass of Shaiish. So, uh, this is a cool little trinket, right? Uh, at the start of the player's compulsory movement phase, the elemental of death can shatter its hourglass, blasting out a wave of deathly power. All models, friend and foe, within 3d6 are immediately struck, as if by the, the fog thing described previously. So it's got this fog that it's releasing, and then it can just hypercharge it once per game. I don't know if it stops smelling after that. I guess it doesn't. 
When this is done, the incarnate elemental of death itself suffers d6 wounds with no save of any kind. Mm. Ooh. Nasty. When can you activate that? Anytime? Once per game at the start of the player's compulsory movement phase. So if you're oh, not okay. locked in combat, sort of. You just be nice blow if, it. Like, if you were about to die, like right yeah, before you yeah. have to take saves, you're like, break the glass. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, maybe. I guess you can do it. It's just at the start of the player's compulsory movement phase. I guess you have a f- that phase even if you're in close combat. It doesn't say, right? It's just that you do it at that step. Yeah. Yeah, so you can the beginning you, of the turn. Yeah. So you just get stuck in, and as you said, when it's close to death, when it's down to a few wounds, you just do this and blow up the enemy line, uh, <laughs> infantry line, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure this one never had a model, but it looks uh, awesome in the book. Cool conversion uh, potential there, right? Yeah. Which is your favorite of these three elementals so far? I think the beast one. This, yeah. This is just because the model is so rad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the death one, which, I mean, well, could work with undead armies, I guess. Seems fitting. Yeah. Um, mm. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, I know that the death lore, mm-hmm. like, they don't like the undead because they're... And, oh, like, the, they can't, the, death, can't the death god in them. Their... Yeah? In the, the more, like, he, his, he's like a mortal nemesis of the Oh, I guess a lot of the death magic is about sealing your soul and sucking your soul out or something. So maybe yeah. a soulless skeleton doesn't... Hmm. That's a good point. Um, maybe it would... I don't know if it would fit well with Dark Elves either. They feel like they don't want to kill people. They just want to torture them forever. Yeah, that's true. Maybe some chaos then. They can take death, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. So... Uh, if you would speculate, like, which of the other eight lores of magic would you like to see an elemental of? That we you haven't mentioned. see, like, a lore of uh, light, just to see, like, a good oh, yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like... metal it, would be cool. See well. Oh, God, yeah. Some sort of golem-like creature, just a robot. Okay. <laughs> or, like, a, like a quicksilver thing, just... just a puddle of quicksilver just moving around. <laughs> Blob. Yeah, it's a thermometer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It's getting hot in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, next scary monster is the Chaos Siege Giant. If you thought a giant was bad enough, get some Chaos Dwarfs to, like, <laughs> clad it in, in big metal pieces and have it, you know, siege cities or something. They siege. Yeah, it's really cool to start with these. That the Tamarcon goes through the the mountains of Morn, collects oh, yeah. a bunch of giants, yeah. like, pulls them down with chains and shit, and just enslaves them, and then brings them to the castle. It's like, hey, you little man, pimp my giants, and then he's like, oh. cu- cut off their hands and shit, and just weld armor plates onto them and put hooks oh, there, yeah. and then use it to besiege no. So, awesome. so so awesome, yeah. So this is a yeah, this is a Tarmarcon unit also. So I guess it was originally mentioned in there. Um, and I think it's it's sort of like a giant uh, with special attacks, but they switch out some special attacks. Some other things that stand out is that it's got siege armor, so it's got a five plus armor save, which is increased to three plus against shooting attacks. 
So yeah. that's awesome because a normal giant doesn't have any save, right? No. Um, it can still fall, still fall over like any giant does. Um, you can give it some upgrades. That's kind of cool. You can give it runes of hate. Oh, uh, this is scary, right? Uh, then it gets the Berserk Rage special rule, which is like Frenzy. Think so. But n- note that other rules for Frenzy do not apply. Okay, I don't know. Uh, he's angry. He's angry, yeah. Uh, but the scaling spikes, I think, is even cooler. Because then, basically, uh, if the giant falls <laughs> or dies, and then if he falls over an obstacle, uh, such as a moat, ditch, or wall, uh, leave the template in place. And then your forces can basically cross it as if it's not a, <laughs> an obstacle anymore. <laughs> you just oh, climb it. so crazy. Uh, but, yeah. Just having these the guys in back. Yeah, so oh, but imagine though you're like sieging a, a wall and you're like, okay, oh yeah, finally my giant is going down and he just falls backwards. <laughs> it's like, oh no, <laughs> god damn it. Um, this one, this little baby's got two pages of special rules, but just as a giant, you know, uh, you roll on these tables if you're fighting big things or man-sized things, and uh, you, yeah, uh, he does some crazy stuff like. Uh, he can basically uh, smash with pick, leg breaker, flail and crush, ripping blades. I don't know. I think he's a bit scarier than a normal giant with his attacks, generally. Uh, but he can still yell and bowl. He can't jump up and down because he's too heavy, apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, Giants are like the the heart and soul of any Warhammer game. It's yeah, yeah. Fun Lovely. shit happening yeah. with him. Uh, and it's got the Wall Ripper special rule. You can always choose to attack and destroy buildings. <gasps> That's kind of cool. Uh, so look into the rules for attacking buildings in that sense. Uh, I mean, it's just so thematic. You just have this guy going up and just tearing down a watchtower or something. And then he's killed and falls over a wall. And then your, I don't know, your Chaos Dwarves starts to climb over the wall or something. Lovely yeah. stuff. Uh, I mean, definitely a Chaos Siege giant, Giants fits well in a Chaos army, I would say. <laughs> Maybe not so much in a Bretonian army. Yeah. <laughs> Ho-ho! We shall ride our horses across his corpse. I don't know. I wonder, like, if any other... any other faction can use him. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think orcs are smart enough to... to make him. Yeah. yeah I don't know either. It's a bit weird. Oh... Uh... Next unit is also from the Tamarcan books. It's the Bile Trolls. Mm. So these, I, these are lighter monsters in a way because they're, you, you take them in a unit. They're monsters, infantry, 3 to 9 unit size, 60 points each. But they are strength and toughness 5 with 4 wounds. And they have regeneration 5 plus. So they're really hard to kill. And Mark of Nurgle, so even harder to, to kill. Um, but they are stupid and they only have leadership 5. So I guess you need to have someone around to sort of herd them or... Help them with leadership bonuses. Um, They can also puke, like most trolls can, but this is like a rotten troll, so it's like even worse. (laughs) Uh, If you're struck by it, you take a strength 5 hit with no armor saves allowed. It's got multiple wounds, D3. Treated as magical. Well, well. Uh, It's a bit weird, I would say, because so this book came out after the Tamarcan book, right? Yeah. Uh, 
but some well and some of the units are in here but not all of them like for example why is not the chaos mammoth in here war mammoth that seems that like in the time combo yeah hmm. because you yeah i don't yeah. know uh, i'm also not sure i haven't compared the rules if they are identical or if they have updated them in this one uh you know not sure about that. Uh, but let's go through two more Tamarcan monsters. We have the Carmine Dragon, known yep. for uh, carrying Elspeth von Draken, right? Or no, for being from... a badass model. I have one of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Have you used it yet for something, or do you not know where it will fit? I'm going to use it for my upcoming Dark Elves, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. It's a, it's a very nice dragon. It's basically got dragon rules, but it's only strength 5, I see here. It's a bit weird. Uh, 305 points. However, you can also get the Empire Carmine Dragon for 700 points. I love... This is, this is Fortwell at their best. Like, who, who... It's like, this is, I guess, the equivalent of the Titans in your games, right? Like, yeah. let's just throw that in there. There will be some <laughs> dude who's got, you know... A 10,000 point army he wants to play, and he wants a 700 point Carmine Emperor Carmine Dragon with strength 8, toughness 9, 9 wounds, <laughs> uh, initiative 7, and 8 attacks. Good. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they used to make an Emperor Dragon, but they stopped oh, doing really? that way before this. Like, they, they made it in 6th oh. edition. Oh. And now I think they stopped doing it. Because, uh, yeah, that's, I also saw like the, the Forge World Chaos Dragon was also huge, right? Yeah. Just enormous. So so they had an Emperor Dragon that was even bigger than the Carmine Dragon? Or... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, the Carmine <laughs> Dragon is pretty small. The Emperor Dragon is massive. Okay. Huh. Um, so well, uh, it's got Scaly Skin 2+, plus and 2+, plus armor save. That's awesome. Do normal dragons have 2+, plus or only 3+, plus or something? I think they usually have 3+. Plus. Yeah? Okay. Uh, and Magic, the Emperor Dragon. Uh, the Empire... Empire Emperor Carmine <laughs> Dragon are mighty and can be bought wizard levels for 35 points each. They're always drawn from the lore of death. And then the, uh, the Carmine Dragons, they don't have a normal flaming attack. They have a coruscating blast. It's... I don't think it's treated as a... No, it's not a flame template. It's a breath weapon to, uh, treated as like firing a cannon shot. Maximum range is 12 inches away. Uh, after the target has been selected, roll the artillery dice to create a line of effect for the blast traveling in a straight line away from the dragon, just as determining the bounce for a cannon shot. Uh, any model caught in the line of the blast suffers D3 wounds with no armor saves possible. Ooh, that's nice for killing ogres and stuff. Yeah. Huh? Uh, ah, yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. Then we have the evil toad dragon that Tamarkand rides. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, for only 350 points. And it's got more wounds than the Emperor Carmine dragon. Uh, it's got 10 wounds, strength, toughness 7. Um, and scaly skin 3 plus. So this one also has the colossal beast, which I think is kind of cool. It's so big that you cannot wound it with anything below strength 4. You can't wound it, uh, and you can only you can never wound it on better than three plus. Even if you're, you know, I don't know, uh, bloodthirster strikes it with strength ten or something, still be only three plus. Um, 
and it's got two d6 thunder stomps so pretty pretty scary it's also very this is a smelly monster of course uh it can exhale exhale a blast of flesh rotting foulness a breath weapon attack uh, if you're caught in the template you suffer a hit you take a toughness test at minus one or suffer d3 wounds no armor saves may be taken Ugh, stinky it also has a scary like a uh, chameleon tongue that just <laughs> can come out and uh. Uh, slash, snatch you. So in addition to the Toad Dragon's normal attacks, can also make a single special attack uh, with its befouled and venomous slurping tongue. <laughs> this single attack may be inflicted against any enemy model in base contact with the Toad Dragon. It's a strength 4 poison attack with the always strikes first special rule. Oh, nice against like uh, elves and stuff. Then you just <laughs> swallow their uh, their mage or something before. Oh, that's uh, awful. That's uh, I think one of the worst ways to die in the yeah. modern world. Oh god, just be dragging dragged into the <laughs> mouth of a toad dragon. Uh, if the victim survives, they suffer minus one to hit uh, that combat turn because <laughs> they're <laughs> flying around in the tongue. It's caught in my tongue. Oh, scary. But that's an awesome. Mm. This is one of the few models in this book that I might get my hands on. <laughs> for no, obvious chaos reasons. Uh, and this one works perfect, I would say, for Nurgle Chaos Armies for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's so fucking massive as well. Like you don't really think about it because the guy riding it is an ogre. Yeah, that's true. I wonder how I've never seen one live or I need a size comparison. Like how big is it? Does awesome. it fit on the table? Oh. Mm. Um, moving on, we come to more flamey boys. So we have the Kadai Fireborn. These are the Chaos Dwarf dudes. We have the smaller ones. The, oh, wow. the fire... Are they in here? Can anyone take them? Yeah, apparently. That's weird. Weird, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, that's why I, would, I feel like... What elves really don't like these. You can only <laughs> take one unit of them. Exactly. The, okay. uh, I feel like they should have been harsher with the, uh, yeah, the allies matrix in here. I don't think it seems very weird for Wood Elves to have it. But hopefully, players are reasonable and they want to have theme armies, right? So they they self-regulate. Uh, the Fireborn are are they are light monsters, so they are just monstrous infantry. You can take them in units of three to fifteen, uh, strength five, toughness four, and two wounds only each. Uh, they're also, you know, they have a blazing body and stuff. So, uh, at the well, anyone in uh, anyone in base contact takes an automatic strength four hit in close combat. Any non-magical attacks suffer minus one penalty to wound, similar to the incarnate elemental of fire. I would say uh, th- these guys are basically demons that have been like. Enslaved by Chaos Dwarfs in, bound into armor. It's kind of yeah. cool, right? Um, so any spell attacked against these guys, they have a 4 plus ward save against, uh, and that increases into a 2 plus against flaming attacks. So once again, if you're on fire, you're pretty resistant to fire. Burning bright! Once unleashed, the power of the Kadai Sorcerer's fire is so great that it consumes even itself eventually, and destroys the binding holding them in shape. As a result, from the second game turn onwards, at the start of each turn, a toughness test must be made for each Kadai unit. 
If this test is failed, they suffer D3 wounds with no armor saved of any kind possible. So that's kind of yeah. cool. They slowly crumble also. They, unless you throw firewood at them or something. <laughs> just to kindle the flame. It's the unit behind him is shoveling coal. I'm yeah. Sorry. Oh, faster, faster. <laughs> and if you think the, the Fireborn are not big enough, you can get the Kadai Destroyer. Now this is a big monster. This guy has strength 7, toughness 6, 6 wounds. Holy shit, it's a big, big boy. Um, so I guess this is, it's depicted as a, a, a big bull or something. This one never had models either, right? No, which uh, is a shame. Uh, yeah, and also I hear this is like the, the most OP unit for the Chaos Warps in it. Oh, okay. So it's like, if someone plays Chaos Warps, if they, they want to win, they should take the Kadai Destroyer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it seems it seems pretty good. It's got like six attacks. You can give it some upgrades. You can give it impact hits. Uh, you can make it. Uh, you can make it into a colossal beast. Kind of weird. Okay. You can give it wings so it gets fly. What oh, the wow. fuck? And a strength for flame attack. So then it's like, like a why? Okay, it's like a bale towers now, I guess. Uh, it's got basically the same rules as the smaller guys, but it's also got like hellish frenzy. So it's it's got the frenzy rules. So I guess that's one way of tricking it because it will just attack closest thing. Um, and it's but it gains plus d three attacks each turn rather than plus one while they remain frenzied each turn. Holy shit! Oh. Yes, uh, yeah. This seems like a scary scary guy. Uh, <laughs> Even better than, than the Bale Taurus. Now the Bale Taurus looks pretty bad, right? And that's not a bad monster. It's got strength 6, toughness 6, 5 wounds. Uh, it also it can fly straight straight away, right? And then goes around with a flaming attack. It's got a blazing body. So if you're in base contact, you get a strength 4 hit. Seems very uh, similar. Uh, it's fueled by fire and cannot be wounded by, by spells from the lore of fire. Uh-huh. Also... There's a lot of flame stuff in here. They don't have a lot of water monsters. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you can give it I some upgrades like as well. A kraken would be cool. Yeah, yeah. You can only use it in water. If you if for oh. scenarios played on, like linked on together boats. boats. Oh, cool. <laughs> would be cool though. I I'll play that. Well, okay. There is one. We have the mare worm coming up. So there are oh, some yes. water beasts in here. Uh, okay, so. All of these fire things we've mentioned are like very much chaos dwarfs because they're from the chaos dwarf list. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Get a get your wood elf <laughs> way watcher to fly a bale taurus. <laughs> Be cool. <laughs> uh, oh god damn it! Even more. I'll just mention quickly. They have the bull centaurs in here as well. They're like monstrous beasts running around. Half bull, half half centaur. But they with, also with the beard. in the. In yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyone yeah. could take them? Yeah. That, that oh. is super strange. I know. Uh, awesome models. Maybe they wanted to sell more models or something. I don't know. Uh, I won't go into that detail on them. Let's go into the Colossal Squig instead. Ooh, nice. Feels more orcish, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a huge, thi huge thing. Uh, things that stand out here is... Oh, it's pretty cheap. It's only 135 points. And it's, you know... 
strong as a giant, basically. But it's got movement 4d6. <laughs> Random movement, that's cool. And it's got two special rules. Falls apart and dinner dinner. Uh, when a colossal squig dies, it collapses in a tide of awful half-digested meat. Every model in base contact with it suffers an automatic strength 3 hit. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it just melts. Then we have the dinner dinner. When the colossal squig's random movement brings it into contact with a unit, either friend or foe, it will attack. Uh, it will attack it normally as if it was an enemy and counts as charging that unit. <laughs> the combat will continue until resolved normally. These appalling creatures are too dull-witted and hungry to care otherwise. But, okay, so random movement, but I mean, then you would have to place your guys in in front of it, or? Yeah, you still get to move in the direction you choose, right? I guess so. Or is that a, a special rule? Like random movement? Do you roll a scatter die or, or something? It doesn't say mm -hmm. here. Not the sure. randomness seems to be how far it goes, but... Yeah. Uh, cool model, though. One of yes. the, yeah. It would be perfect for a goblin army, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, next one. This is nice. A basilisk. Finally, more of like an, an unaligned monster. This is just a just a cool monster that we haven't really... Uh, you know, I don't have any connection with this for any specific army, right? No. Uh, it's also an awesome model. This is, I would say, a bit of a lighter monster, maybe. Strength 5, toughness 6, 6 wounds. Um, it's got the cold-blooded rule, because it's a lizard. So it's sort of like the lizard men. Apparently, I don't know, I didn't know about this. I knew like a basilisk, so I'm thinking like, okay, it's got a scary gaze, right? Which we're yeah. going to come to. But it's also got an aura of vitriol. Uh, its aura taints anything near it. Uh, roll a d6 at the beginning of each round of combat. For every model participating in a combat in which the basilisk is involved. On the first turn of combat, when the basilisk... With the Basilisk, uh, a wound is inflicted on a result of 6. Second turn, 5+, plus, and so on, to a maximum of 2+. plus. Armor saves and regeneration may not be taken against this. Okay, so mm -hmm. if you're stuck in combat for a long time, just kills. Was it every model participating in combat? Including friendly models. Ooh. Okay. I was thinking you have like this big grind and you throw this guy into the flank. And then he'll just help, but then he'll wound your own guys. Hmm. Uh, Maybe keep him on the flank or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's cool. That's, that makes it more fun. Uh, he's also got his, uh, his scary gaze, right? So once per shooting phase, you can select one model within 18 inches. This may be a single model within a unit, so long as it's in the front rank or may otherwise be clearly seen. And then uh, you roll to hit the target as normal for shooting attack. It's got ballistic skill 4, so it's not, you know, it's like a 50-50 shot usually of getting this off. Uh, if you're successful, then you roll a d6. Okay, if you roll a 1, the target is able to avoid the gaze, and it, there's no effect. 2 to 3, the target's skin is blistered and burned by the basilisk. The model's initiative score is permanently reduced by 1. Ooh. 4 to 5, the target suffers a single wound with no armor save. Or six, the target's body is reduced to a, as a steaming pile of polluted flesh. It is immediately removed as a casualty, regardless of wounds. 
And if it was nice. part of a unit, then the rest of the unit takes an immediately immediate panic test. <laughs> <laughs> no nice. saves of any kind are allowed against this attack. <laughs> so any ball, I guess you could just melt even a, you know a giant or something with this then. Yeah, or dragon. Oh, yeah, shit. Don't look into a basilisk too long. Ooh. Yeah. Seems like uh, the the losing initiative thing. Seems like you you will never remember that. No, exactly. Imagine like you finally hit something that you want to wound and you roll that. Ah, feels yeah. like the the aura of vitriol is probably even better for this guy. Yeah. Than the, the yeah. gaze. Yeah, the gaze was a bit weak. I thought that would be like mm. the main thing. It's like you have to, you have, you can shoot one guy at eighteen yeah. inches once per turn and you have to hit him and basically roll a six. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like on a 50-50 when you hit it, it's not really going to do anything. I mean, maybe reduce initiative, right? Yeah. Or um, um, need to buff the Basilisk a bit, I think. So really, uh, I could definitely think of getting a model of them because I, oh, it's wonderful. To just have, you know, as a sort of wandering monster also for a monster mission would be fun, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can't really see any army that this fits better in. What do you say? Like beastmen, maybe in a way. Like you just have crazy beasts. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Uh, I don't know. We call it orphan goblins. So they found it in a cave and just yeah, pushing his enemy. I think it's got sort of a a, a, a singe feel. Yeah. Also, yeah. The model. So maybe yes. mm, mm. Yeah, it just feels uh, like such a neutral thing. I don't see why it would fight for anything. No, no, it, more like you know, as you said, like you, someone found it and like is hurting it into combat or something. That's cool. Um, then we have the tremors, the big worm, uh, which is more like a snake, I guess. The dread maw coming from below and eating you. Yummy, yummy. It's a good model as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big mouth. Something from Dune. Uh, bits of a lighter monster. Strength 5, toughness 5, right? D3 attacks. Hmm, that's a bit weird. Give it some uh, upgrades, this one. Uh, you can give it a breath weapon, for example. Seems cool. Um, poisonous blood. Any model that inflicts a wound uh, suffers a strength 4 hit. A lot of monsters have some sort of like scary blood in this book. You know, if you wound them, you get some acid on you or something. Uh, but the thing that sticks out here, of course, is the it's got random movement 2d6. Okay. But it's got the thunder special rule. So it moves through the ground to get to its prey, right? Yep. Uh, moves in the exact same fashion as the creature with the fly special rule. So I guess you can march 10, well, 20, 20 inches, right? Um, it's random movement. It's just like you can like pass over units without. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it has the always strikes first when it charges. Uh, and any units charged by Tundler do not gain any benefit from multiple ranks in the first round of combat. It's a bit weird. It seems like they should also not be able to do charge reactions. Like you. You shouldn't be able to stand and shoot against this guy, I feel. I, I don't think you can against units with random movement, actually. Oh, that could be it. So, like, Chaos Spawn is the typical random movement thing, right? Yeah. I should, should just check the... the I think it, it, because that's, that's compulsory movement when it's random movement, I think. 
Ah, so it's at another step, sort of. Yeah. Ooh, I see. Okay. Well, it's got impact hits, and then it's got its big maw. So it's got two additional strength six chomp attacks. These chomp attacks have the killing blow and multiple wounds d6 special rolls. Oh, shit. So good at biting monsters also. Um, yeah. A lot of models in this book have, like, a chomp attack. That's like an extra attack that generally have, like, killing blow. Uh, they can also have tail attacks. Just, like, little extra attacks. Um, yeah, anything you want to say about the, the sand sandworm? Yeah, I was trying to think, like, what would it, what army would, it would fit. I feel like, like tomb, it should be in the... They're oh, in the yeah. desert, but it's not yeah. undead. No, that's true, but that could still, still work, right? And... Uh... Uh, could, you, could you just model it like a, a regular massive earthworm? That was for the empire. That would be cool. a massive pink thing sticking out of the ground. <laughs> that would be awesome. I feel like it could also live in the badlands. So orcs, yeah, would fit this. But, and anything evil really fits with orcs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and, true. And they have a history of using monsters like trolls and giants and shit. Yeah, you could see them catching something and sort of reliably hurting it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next one, we have the Necrofex Colossus that made an appearance in the Total War Warhammer games, right? Which the one big, is that? This is the big, like, walking ship, undead ship thing that shoots. Well, in, the, oh, yeah. in that game, it's, it's got, like, a gun. It doesn't have a gun here. I feel it, that's sort of a shame. Um, but it's a big animated undead thing. Yeah, uh, it's like a debris. Like yeah. A- Animated pile of debris that's yeah. become a giant. <laughs> a lot of monsters from this book have appeared in the Total War games, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, and this one, you could either take, take the Corpse Giant or the Nightmare Colossus. So they have two different versions. Normal one is Strength 7, Toughness 6, 6 wounds. Bigger one is Strength 8, Toughness 7, 10 wounds. <gasps> Oh, scary uh so these are undead so they have uh, the undead you know unstable that sort of thing special rules uh it's yeah. got magical attacks it uh, it can do a vortex of death so uh okay it's got it's got a special rule called vortex of death which gives it the following special rules what <laughs> it's got re- regeneration 4 plus pretty bad um, wizard attempting to cast spells from lore of death or lore of vampires within 12 inches gain plus one to the casting roll but if you want to cast lore of light or lore of life you have minus one to your casting roll mm. just an uh, ominous presence yeah yeah and then it's, it's got some special attacks so you choose one I guess yeah select one of the following it can do d6 plus one attacks it can impale with a heroic killing blow special rule. Or it can scream. Eee! And then you do some sort of leadership, uh, tr- you know, battle or have units killed sort of thing. And it's also, you can give it stuff. You can give it vampire blood. You can have it infused with the blood of a vampire and then it's got some scary, like, uh, frenzy rule or something. I don't know. Yeah, that... that model seems like it would be a really cool project to build. Yeah, yeah. I guess they never made one themselves, right? Yeah. But you could convert to anything, I guess, from this. Or in, uh, there, there's the, the Vampire Coast list is in 6th edition. I don't know if you could do something similar in 8th, though. Oh, that's true. 
I haven't checked. Has the Warhammer Armies project made a list for them? I don't know. I was just thinking that as well. They should hmm. have. Maybe they've gone by unnoticed. I'm not sure. Probably, probably has. <laughs> uh, let's move into some Skaven monsters now. Uh, we have first the Blood Horror, like a big, big fat rat that I guess. Uh, no, they say Blood Horror, Brood, Brood Horror. horror. Well, yeah. I guess it just spawns rat. I was kind of uh, because from the name, I just assumed that it can like spawn clan rats or something. But it doesn't have any rules like that. Hmm. It only, it's only that basically when it when it dies, it uh, is you know falls apart and uh, units in base contact suffer two d six strength two hits. That's not uh, not too bad. Um, you can give it some uh, special attacks. Uh, yeah, you can you know give it like a breath weapon. You can give it a tail attack and stuff. Uh, and you can also mount a. It can be a mount for a Skaven warlord. That's kind of cool. That's the model that Forge World had, right? You had they had a warlord on top of this one. Uh, next one, big rat, exalted vermin lord. These guys were, I guess, later released in the end times. Must be what this was based off. This is a big rat monster. Strength seven, toughness seven, wound seven. Mm, nice. Seven hundred and seventy-five points. What the fuck? It's pretty expensive. I don't know how they made the points in this. Like, it seems to vary a lot. Um, what, 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 was, did they release a model for this thing? Yeah, this one they have. Uh, Fortune did this one. You know, it's like perched on top of a rock or something. Oh, yeah. The, the Vermin Lord? Is, yeah, yeah. Is Exalted the Vermin Lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, I think the Brood, Lord, Brood, Brood Horror also they had a, a model for. Yes, but I was just yeah, saying that this is what they based like turn into when they had the end times right then they then games workshop made a model for which is also a vermin lord yeah right i and, don't know uh, it's i know the, the vermin lord they had an older model for it as well for like fifth edition i think oh yeah maybe yeah that's true but maybe the exalted one was bigger or something i don't know yeah. uh, it is a level four wizard which can use given spells of ruin or plague uh and has access to the dreaded 13th spell. Um, what else sticks out there? It's pretty expensive, right? 775 points. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Is it just because it's a level 4 wizard? Uh, it's got demonic attacks, magical attacks. Uh, it's got d6 wounds with its dire glaive. Uh, and it can unleash green flame. Uh Range 12, strength 3, multiple shots, D3, D6. Poison attacks. I don't know. The, the Dreaded 13 spell is really good, though. Like, is that where you that, spawn? It's like you... It, yeah, it's 13... I don't know if it's 13 plus to cast, but it's a lot to cast. And then mm-hmm. you roll like a, a D6 for every model in the unit. On a mm-hmm. 6, to turn into a rat, I think. Oh, shit. So, so you like, remove models and spawn models for yourself. Yeah. Oh, so it's like the, all the OP spells in Eighth Edition, <laughs> but they also turn into rats. <laughs> lovely, lovely Eighth Edition magic. <laughs> well, yeah, those were some uh, very scaveny. Let's let's take one more. Let's take the wolf rats also, also like a scaven unit. These are just little war beasts that run around, sort of like 
Skaven suddenly have uh, Chaos Warhounds, right? Kind of yeah. similar. Um, but sure, but they have some, I think they uh, have them in uh, Mordheim as well. Oh, for that's the... cool. Yeah, that's I true. Think... They, mm, they can take giant rats at least in Mordheim. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if they have wolf rats. Um, they have always strikes first when they charge and uh, plus one impact hit per point of rank bonus they have. Mm. So if I have a big unit of these guys. It seems like the, the worst yeah. nightmare of anyone living in a big city. Oh yeah. Wolf rats. Big wolf rats. I, I see rats every day going to work. Like, oh really? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like a parking lot yeah, next Shit. to the tube station. Yeah. And uh, there's just rats living in the bushes there and they just run around, yeah. eat pieces of bread and shit. Yeah, see rats every day, like at least five. Damn. <laughs> you should be scared, man. One day they're going to come up from below, take over. Once I see something uh, green, shiny, I'll be scared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds wise. Uh, this is something that's really fucking scary. Maybe the scariest model they've made, the Morngool. Or yeah. Would you agree? That's one of the most disturbing models they've made. Yeah. Um, even on the, I don't know, on the picture, it seems like it's perched over a like a vampire or something. Could that be like a blood, blood uh, dragon, just mm. showing how badass it is. Uh, this is a lighter monster, only strength five, toughness five, wounds five. Uh, it's undead, of course, so it's got some undead rules. But it's also got some cool things like Haunter of the Dark. It's a thing of shadows. So it's, you know, it's hard to see it. It's like, you know, blending with everything. So it has a 5 plus ward save against shooting attacks and magical missiles, missiles and stuff. Uh, and it's not even considered a large target because of this. Mm, despite its size. Killing cold, an aura of chill radiates from the Morngul. Um, the the Morngul is... Well, anyone in base contact has always strikes last. Mm. And the Mongol is immune to any descriptively cold-based power or effect such as t- uh, Thunder Tusk's icy breath. Mm. Uh, so I guess your Tsarina is fucked if she comes yeah. up against the Mongol. <laughs> <laughs> and That's cool. Th- this, this thing seems like something out of The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's got that sort of, I don't know, not very classical... Western mythological, it's not like trolls and dragons or you know, yeah, this sort it's like of high fantasy. Nothing, nothing goofy about it, yeah, it's just super scary. Um, yeah, and the, the model is just like a, a torso with a really scary face and just really long arms, yeah, no, lower, no lower body. Yeah, I kind of want this model, but I'm not sure if I dare to have it in door. <laughs> uh, for every wound it inflicts, it can regain a single wound also. It's kind of nice. scary, right? It just eats it. And th- these ones were also introduced with the... They were there in the um, uh, the pirate undead in uh, Total War games, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think. So that's nice that they got to, got to show in there also. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, would be fun to have, but uh, oh, maybe it's too scary. I don't know. Uh, name it Annabelle. Put it in your yeah. glass cabinet. Oh, oh god, it, it would just never be there when I come out in the morning. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck, it's gone again. Oh. Uh, then we have this weird giant with two heads. Cursed. I don't know. How do you pronounce it? Cursed Etin. Cursed Etin. Cur- cursed Erin. 
I always <laughs> is it like the cursed Eden? I thought thought it was sort of like a Bretonian thing, like it's the cursed Eden. But I don't know. I, now I saw that it was more like a Norsecan thing going around eating people. It's like a, a bit of a smaller g- giant in a way. Well, it's a smarter giant, not smaller giant. Sorry, <laughs> it's a, no, it's a double, twice the brain power. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but that might not be a good thing, though, <laughs> because the brains are fighting for power, apparently. Um, uh, it doesn't have the giant special attacks. It's got some other special attacks. You can give it some cool upgrades. I think the, the nicest one is that uh, for 15 points, one of the heads has devolved into an infantile uh, imbecile drooling and wailing constantly. All enemy units within 8 inches of the Etin suffers a minus one modifier to their leadership, unless they're immune to psychology. It's kind of cool, right? Um, otherwise, the two heads, so basically, you choose which one of the personalities you want it to have, and then you have to take a leadership test at the end of any turn when it has suffered a wound. And then you have to, sort of, if you pass it, you keep the personality, but if it fails it, it changes. And it's got leadership seven, so it's Quite, yeah. It may very well marry. Uh, it it can change. It happens. Um, the two separate ones. You have the betrayer. Then you have the scout deployment rule. So I guess you would usually start with the betrayer. Uh, it also has hatred and bitter cruelty. Bitter cruelty is basically that if you charge anyone from the side or rear, you get double the bonus for doing that. Yeah. That's really cool. Because it just has a, a you know, perverse pleasure in, in inflicting play, pain <laughs> against those <laughs> unable to fight back, it says. Scary. What if it changes, though? If it changes, then it goes into the savage. Plus one strength, minus two weapon skill, minus one leadership, and frenzy. Mm. So you have a monster. It's like if Dr. Jerkle and Mr. Hyde, right? If Mr. Hyde himself could also turn into Mrs. Hyde or something. <laughs> <laughs> the monster has a bit of a schizophrenic... I don't know. Uh, it, it also has a hammer hand, so it can make a single attack, which is strength 8, heroic killing blow. It just like boxes an Empire Carmine Dragon to death or something. Yeah, that's oh, a cool, cool. model. I, they they mm-hmm. did make a model of that, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, just a yeah, big, scary, weird, giant thing. Um, next one, Fimir warriors. So light, light monsters in that sense that they're monstrous infantry. Fimir are cool. Maybe tied yeah, to. I, I know, got some of those. I oh, do the old ones or new ones. Uh, the new ones. Ooh, have uh, you done, have you painted them up? Yeah, I have. Yeah, we. Oh wait, for the, the, Ally. the Albion thing. Of course, of course. Delete me. The agents for the, the neutral team. Oh, that's perfect. Um, but yeah, they're cool. Not not that much to say about them. I think it's cool that they have a bound spell called uh, "From the Mists." The the rape rape frogs need no introduction. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We all know and fear them, uh, and they can release the mist. That's uh, basically <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, setting the mood. Uh, Yes, all ranged and melee attacks uh, targeting this unit is minus one to hit. 
Uh, and if anyone uh, declares a charge, you can force them to reroll the charge distance. Um, if they go into the rape mode, they just release the, the mist. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like... No, let's power on. It's f- just a few more mo- monsters. We'll take a few more. Kemrick Titan. This is like a huge fucking scarab beetle thing. It's got strength 8, toughness 8, 10 wounds. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. and it, I think only... I saw someone do a commercial of that. It's like oh, really? A massive beetle thing. Yeah. That's, oh. I mean, the artwork here is amazing. Um, it can do some cool, like, uh, it can shoot like a bolt or magic missile thing. Can also hex people with the sand so they get minus to their shooting and charge distance. Um, it can also regenerate wounds and stuff. And it's got special attacks, sort of like a giant. So nice. awesome, awesome Tomb King thing. I mean, that's also the thing. So I feel like this book, I almost would more use it as a way to get a cool, you know, uber monster for each army list in a way. So you have, you know, that's a, like the Uber Tomb King one, and the Uber Lizardman one is the Dread Saurian. That's here. Uh, another huge monster, strength eight, toughness seven, wound six. Um, I saw this one has fucking crazy upgrades. So so okay, it's like four hundred four hundred and fifty points base. You can give it for seventy five points, like a special. Uh, what is it like crystalline? Uh, Teapots, Teapots, uh, Crystalline Eye, and then it becomes Ethereal. Oh, Could you imagine this whoa. thing? What the that's fuck are you going to do against crazy. it? Yeah? How the fuck do you kill a thing if you have a Dread Saurian that's Ethereal? Ugh. Ugh, it's crazy. You can give it flaming attacks. You can give it so it has like an extra bonus against demonic and undead things. Um, you can give it Unbreakable. But that reduces movement uh, rate, and you can also make it like shadowy. So I don't think you you I think you can take several of these. I don't know. Ah, crazy, crazy thing. Uh, it's got a three plus armor save, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's all you need to know at the moment. Uber monster for orcs. We have the rogue idol of Gork, or possibly Mork. Oh yeah, the massive stone giant. Yes, also a wonderful model, right? Uh, this one has sort of three different tiers. The lowest one is the rock pile. <laughs> I feel like that should be uh, immo- like uh, <laughs> no movement or something. <laughs> it's just a rock pile. And then you have the rogue idol, then you have the great idol. So uh, from they go from strength 7 to 9, toughness 6 to 8, wounds 6 to 10. Sort of, yeah. Get bigger and bigger. The big one costs 600 points, though. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, very... I, I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't make like stone golem units of the dwarfs in this. Yeah, that's true. There's no they're, real they're in the lore. Yeah, no dwarf units in this book. Hmm. Maybe you could, but it, I guess you could use these rules and uh, proxy. Maybe. Maybe this is yeah, the best. Maybe. Uh well, it's got some rules. We'll see. It's got scaly skin two plus. That makes sense, right? Uh, it's got more impact hits. The bigger the one you have. Uh, and then it's sort of like, well, it's animated by uh, the bestial likeness of uh, orc. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's got the, the, the orc uh, mentality, I guess. So if possible, uh, for it to charge a unit, it must do so, right? 
And uh, if it can't charge, you have to roll a d6. If you roll a 1, it must charge a friendly unit instead. <laughs> Otherwise it just stands there and, and is unhappy about not being able to charge. Uh, yeah. One, also a lovely model, I must say. Really love yeah. this one. That's great. Uh, what else do we have? We have skin wolves. Oh, it's cool. Werewolves, monsters and infantry. Cool for yeah. chaos, right? Awesome models. Seems... Yeah, definitely. Uh, are they somehow aligned to chaos? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are false cults of chaos, apparently. Okay. I don't know. They're, yeah. Cool, cool vampire dudes. Oh, well, werewolves. God damn it. <laughs> Let's take the last ones. Shard dragon. This is a scary snake-like dragons with, I don't know, it's like a skin made of shards. I don't know. Oh, is, that, is it made... Yeah, they have the model for that, right? It's like a or is that the word stone dragon guy? Or is that another one? Mm. No, are you thinking of the warp fire dragon? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's coming later. This looks more like a, I don't know, like a snake dragon, but with skin made of needles or something. I don't know. Uh, it apparently inflicts one strength, four hit uh, on units that causes wounds on it. I guess little shards fly off it or something. I don't know. Uh, you can give it the breath of nightmares. I think that's worth mentioning it, at least. Uh, a strength 10 breath weapon that rolls to wound against leadership rather than toughness. But that's, I mean, nothing is better than 10, so wounding on 4 plus or better, right? Yeah. Um, and they ignore armor saves, so that's kind of cool. Uh, it's got super hard skin, you know, or something, so I don't know. Ah, let's go through. Next one, Mare Worm. Scary water beast. Finally. This one also has three tiers. Get better and better. It's got a big, powerful tail that it can fight with. Um, the medium Mare Worm has a cold aura. That makes you subtract minus two from charge distance and uh, minus one strength when you're in base contact with it. It's cool, right? And yeah, big... they're in 6th edition as well, in one of the, the Storm oh, of Chaos lists. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah, the High Elves can, can use them. Huh. That's nice. It, it doesn't have any allegiance in here, but I, I definitely feel like works well with the High Elves, right? Um... Yeah. Any yeah. sailor race. Yeah. We have another uh, monster here that really works for high elves. That's the arcane phoenix. That's just a, a phoenix that's got some uh, cool phoenix rules. I, I don't know how it compares to other phoenixes. It can also re be reborn and stuff. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into it too much here. Uh, I'll talk about the Praetun instead. This is one of my favorite monsters also. I feel like th this is the category of, you know, non-aligned monsters. We have the, the Basilisk and the Praetun, sort of, that are just, you know, oh shit, some scary models or monsters you could run into in the, the dark forests of the old world, right? And this one has an awesome model. It's sort of like a stag head with wings and some, I don't know what the lower half is supposed to be. Uh, they're apparently very uh, savage and hateful creatures. Apparently, it apparently has a thing, it has a rule called uh, consuming hatred. The Praetun despises itself almost as much as its foe. 
So any wounds it suffers during close combat are included in the player's own combat result score, as well as <laughs> that of its opponent. <laughs> so this is like the emo stag thing. Um, this is also a lighter monster, only uh, strength, toughness 5, 4 wounds. But it's got... Uh, it doesn't have frenzy, right? No, it's got impact hits. Uh, it also has endless malice, so you basically have to take a leadership test for it to pursue enemies. Otherwise, it just stays there and just rips the the, <laughs> the corpses to, to bits. It's just like, oh, I hate you so much! It just stamps the dead bodies into the ground. Uh, and enemy units within 10 inches that see this have to take a panic test or run away. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's a scary, scary flying elk over there. This thing would be a great mount for vampire hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or also wood elves. I wouldn't mind seeing this like in a dark sort of wood elf army. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it would be a really dark yeah. wood elf army. Yeah, I love that. It should be dark. Grim dark. <laughs> Grim dark. Oh, you can give it friends if you want to. That's true. Um, we have the phoenix. Then we have the warp fire dragon. That's oh, a scary chaos tainted dragon. Pretty small, ta- right? Yeah, I think model is not that big. But you can take young warp fire dragon, warp fire dragon, or great warp fire dragon. Going from like strength, toughness, and wounds five to six to seven. Okay. Um, three plus armor say or scaly skin. Uh, it's got warp fire aura. I think this is kind of cool. So this is basically like a radioactive dragon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of each close combat phase, every model, friend or foe, within three inches must pass a strength test or suffer a wound. That's nice. Uh, it also has a four plus ward save against like warp stone weapons. I guess that's stuff from Skaven, right? <laughs> they shoot it with radioactivity and it's like, ah, oh, doesn't affect me. <laughs> um, uh, if, well, when it dies, it's like, a nuclear reactor that has a meltdown. <laughs> so it just blows up. And any model within 2d6 take a wound on 4 plus. Oh, well, depending if it's the young one. 3 plus if it's the middle one. 2 plus if it's the great one. Uh, <laughs> I just love this. I think it has some of the coolest rules, definitely, in here. It can also fire. It doesn't have the normal, um, normal template thing. It instead uses the small blast template. And you roll like a stone thrower attack, basically. Uh, and depending on how how old or big the dragon is, it does more damage or something. It can also take. Uh, it's going to become a wizard and choose from the dark lore of magic. So that's like the, the dark elf one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I like it. I like that one. I think it's cool. Last model. Oh shit. Oh, I'm running out. Like my voice is getting. Getting horse here. Um, last monster in this book. We have the magma dragon. Here you have oh, four. Yeah. I think four, it's cool. Yeah. Like a little stubby, very armored dragon. Yeah. Uh, you have four tiers here. From young to magma to great to emperor. So uh, the emperor magma dragon at 690 points. Strength 10. Toughness 9. Wounds 9. Holy shit. Uh the initiative goes down the older the dragon gets here. That makes sense, right? But it gets more attack and leadership and stuff. Uh, so these guys can fly, even though they're big, thick dragons, right? 
Yeah. They have only four like plus turtles. scaly skin. Yeah, only four plus scaly skin though. That's weird. Feels like they would be like two plus or something. But they have regeneration, and they seem to have this sort of similar thing: two plus ward save against flaming attacks. Any yeah, non-magical a lot of attacks. Flamey boys in this. List. I know. I know. I know. Right? It's, they just reuse the rules, but they have different names from all the time. Um. Any non-magical attacks have minus one strength against these guys. Okay, so they're hard to wound. That's cool. They can also breathe a sulfurous poison flame that inflicts horrific injury. Um, blinding and burning their prey. So a breath weapon equal in strength to the strength of the magma dragon. So up to strength 10. Um, if the model is not slain by this, they permanently lose one from their toughness and initiative. Mm. Oh, cool. Magic, the Emperor uh, Magma Dragon, is uh, can become a wizard, you know, up to level four. Uh, and it's the lore of... Which one? Which lore do you think? Magma lore. No, fire! <laughs> Could be the Chaos Dwarf one. It would be cool. It would be cool if they introduced a whole new lore. Of oh, yeah, just for this. Oh, there's so much. So e- much every spell stuff. is uh, some form of erupting a volcano or something. Yeah, exactly. You just Flaming spawn a meteors. volcano. Would be cool. Oh, okay, so that's it. I hope, I hope that inspired you out there. This book also contains some cool um, monster missions where you, you know, go out and fight a monster or you know, hide from a monster, steal a dragon's egg or something. Uh, oh, cool. And some cool little campaign with against Skaven in here. Not mm-hmm. sure uh, why, but they just put that in here because it's fun, I guess. Um, mwah, lovely book, lovely book. And uh, I don't know. So after all that, which uh, which three monsters from this book would you consider taking or getting? I would say. I think the 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 Morngol is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'd be a great model. It'd be great to use, use in this, like, even like Mordheim scenarios. It's a fucking oh, nightmare yeah. running oh, across. <laughs> so fucking scary, yeah. And then the the beast elemental is really cool. Mm. It'll be used for random scenarios. Mm-hmm. It's a great model. Mm-hmm. And I, I also already have the Carmine Dragon, so that would be oh, a yeah. pick because I've yeah. already picked that. It's awesome. I would have to say. Because some of these are, are, you know, they're awesome, but they sort they feel like they're linked to one army more than others, and some yeah. are just ridiculous, like these emperor ones. It's sort of like getting a titan <laughs> for forty k, like, yeah. uh, you know, how often will I use it? Sort of, uh, will it fit on my desk? <laughs> I don't know. So I feel like the smaller monsters have more appeal, and the ones that are not really aligned clearly to anyone. So the basilisk and the praetan are my favorites, and the morngul. I agree. Also, it's just. Probably the coolest model in here. <laughs> yeah. The scariest, at least. Nice. Um, so there you have it. That's a nice monster mash, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish we could get another uh, quote from our expert, uh, Steve Litz von, von Irving. But uh, it seems that he's been wounded by a screamer of Tzinch over there. <laughs> Ooh, was that, was that too soon? I'm not sure. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anything else you, you want to add? <laughs> um, any shoutouts? Any you know? Are you going to any 
Uh, Let's shout out that event uh, with yeah. Monster, the Monster Mayhem. Check yeah. that out if you want to go play some sixth edition with monsters. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I'm still not sure if I want to play dwarves or Kislev. Dwarves mo- would be a lot of fun uh, just slay monsters. But what monster would you bring then? Because you have to bring one, right? I Yeah, I would probably bring a giant, I think. Oh, yeah. Nice, so you can nice. you can bring like a mercenary giant. So yeah, one of those. Yeah. Take this chance to paint up your Carmine Dragon and just blow them away. Like, oh, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you need an what, army what, to go with them. <laughs> What's that over there? Uh, this is my Kemrick Titan. Uh, <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> he said to bring a large target, right? <laughs> Have you not yeah. heard of the monstrous Arcane book? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Awesome. So yeah, uh, that wraps up this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Um, go out, paint some monsters, and play, play Warhammer. Uh, and remember, cunts, Fulgur takes head, Fulgur gets head. Don't lose your head. <laughs> <laughs>